Double Dribble Podcast brought to you by the DS Walk Show and Deep Voice Radio is coming at you in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Dame time, Dame time, Dame time, Dame time. Welcome to the Double Drill Podcast. I'm your main man, DS Walk. And you probably wonder, why is he saying Dame time, Dame time to open up the show? Ladies and gentlemen, Damian Lillard, who we call Dame time, was on last night. I'm going right to it. Damian Lillard scored 55 points in a loss to the Denver Nuggets. It's about how he did it, ladies and gentlemen. Dane Time was on fire. When I say he couldn't be stopped, he couldn't be stopped. Every three-point shot that he took, it was going in. It was like the basket was like the ocean. Every time he shot it, it was going in. Anytime he took a two-point shot, it was going in. Damian Lillard there and there beat the Denver Nuggets by himself. Now they lost in double overtime by seven. But it doesn't take away that this man is probably one of the best big shot assassins in basketball. And he's going to go down as probably the best big shot assassin in basketball history. But it all don't mean nothing because they lost. Damian Lillard set an NBA player work with 12 three-pointers. Damian Lillard had 55 points. Damian Lillard carried his team. Damian Lillard bounced back from a terrible game four to come back in game five on fire. The Portland Trailblazers were down by 22 points in that first half. Damian Lillard got going towards the middle of the second quarter, and he stayed on fire. Damian Lillard carried the Portland Trailblazers. And I understand where Damian Lillard comes from. It doesn't mean nothing because he lost. That sentiment as most great players would take. Yeah, so scored a lot of points, but we didn't win the ball game. And when you score those many points, you might want to win. When you score those many points, it kind of a concerning in a way because that tells you and tells me that not only you're on fire, but your team is not stepping up. Damian Litter needs some help last night. He didn't get it. Damian Litter needed C.J. McCollum. He needed Robert Covington. He needed Carmelo Anthony. And all those guys... Had decent games. But when they need a defense to stop, they were just not there. And I had seen this on uh, on social media where uh, somebody said, if Dane was walking back to the locker room, he would should Bernie smack his teammates. Because they disappeared. It was like they were watching Dane just going crazy instead of contribute to the help them win. It's, it's disheartened that the type of game that Dame Lillard put on because Dame time was on, that they didn't even show up. The, you know, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I, I just don't know what else to say. I mean, it was like one of the greatest individual performances i ever seen from a 6'3 guard. 
doing all he can to help his team get to a, at least take three games to two lead against a Denver Nuggets team who were heavy favorites against the Denver Nuggets team who, in my opinion, is probably even with Portland. But the Denver Nuggets team, you know, all their key players stepped up. Michael Porter's at 26. Uh, I want to say uh, Jokic had 38. Monte Morris, he got he caught fire in the second half. He ended up with 29 points. Now, that's not taken away from Portland's reserves. You know, Norman Powell, he had a good first half. CJ McCollum's hitting big shots in the first half. Robert Covington hitting big shots in the first half. I was kind of disappointed with Carmel Anthony played because he had opportunities to go to the hole and draw a foul. He didn't do it. He had another opportunity where he could have drawn a foul on a three-point shot. He didn't do it. And he took some ill-advised shots. He had some bad turnovers. Uh, Nurkic fouled out, took some bad fouls. He only had 13-11. He should have had more, should have done more. It's just so disheartening to see a team as talented as Portland come out and don't support their superstar player. Damian Lillard is the top five guy in this NBA. Damian Lillard should be one considered for MVP. And, and he played like it. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm just astonished. I'm just, I'm still can't believe what I seen yesterday. 55 points. And I watched that whole game. I I, I mean, I thought that Denver Nuggets was going to blow the Portland Trailblazers out of the building. They was down by 22 points in the first half. Okay? We talking about first and mid-second quarter. They was down by 22 points. I thought this game was over with. And then it took one three-pointer. Then it took another. Then it took a three plus one. And then CJ was hitting. And then Norman Powell was going to the hole. He was hitting some big shots. I mean, he was. they put uh, Ken Peasy on him, and he was taking him. My question is what happened in the second half. I mean, you telling me that you guys still can make plays while Dane was going at it? I mean, really? I mean, I understand it's basketball, and I understand when you got a guy going, he's going. But at some point, y'all going to have to help. Help your superstar player. And that's what did not happen. Damian Lillard got Portland to double overtime. When I mean bank shot three-pointers, big-time three-pointers, I mean, Austin Rivers said the best. I had one hand in his face. I had two hands in his face. Bro, he was just hitting. He couldn't miss. I mean, they put Aaron Gordon on. They ain't doing good. They put uh, Michael Porter Jr. on. It ain't doing any good. Dane was just on fire. And eventually he ran out of gas. But when that happens, you expect Norman Powell. You expect CJ McCollum. You, you expect Robert McCoy. You expect the, your, the guys who helped you get there to step up their game. The same guys who stepped up in game four because Dame had a bad game, but you know he ended up with a triple-double. He had a bad shooting game, but he did good everywhere else part of the game you expect him to step up and contribute to help dame last night in the overtimes and they didn't it's just so disappointing that how great this game was because i kind of felt like portland had the momentum portland had the momentum but every time they try to get extend that lead the nuggets always find a way to hit a big shot whether it's a tie the game or take the lead or they go up by three five or seven and then Dane had to come back down, tie the game, or send it to overtime, or send it to another overtime. Meanwhile, it's just that his supporting cast 
were just not there for him over in the two overtimes. They were not there for him. And they barely won there for him in the fourth quarter. And if you're the GM of the Portland Trailblazers, whether Portland lose in the first round or lose in the second or however far they go, you got to make some decisions because you don't want to waste Dame time. You don't want to waste his talent. You don't want to waste his prime years. So you either going to have to put some better talent around him or sit there and watch Damian Lillard finally say, forget about it. I want to trade. Get me up out of here. I want to go somewhere and win a championship. And I respect Damian Lillard because he don't want to chase a championship. He wants to win one, bring one to Portland. But how can he do that? He can't do that by himself. He's going to need some help. He's going to need another superstar. He, he, not even that. You can have C.J. McCullough and, and uh, Damian in the backcourt. That works. That's fine. But how about improve that front court? How about get a, a true stretch for it? Everyone that uh, Portland has drafted, Zach Collins, has not been available. Uh, you let Hassan Whiteside go. He might could have helped last night on the defense. I mean, they need upgrade that front court. If your best front court player is a 38-year-old player, then we got a problem. You have a problem. And he comes off the bench. So I hope this series goes seven. And I would like to see Portland win. And I would like to see Portland continue to advance as far as they can go. Because Damian Lillard is that dude. He's that guy. And he deserves to get back to the Western Conference Finals. He deserves to get in the finals. He deserves to get Portland there. He deserves all the accolades. But until he gets some true help. And I don't mean, well, we're going to build through the draft. Until he can get some good star players to come to Portland until Portland finally put all their chips in the basket and say, you know what, we're going to go out here, we're going to get two more guys out here to go with Dane, to go with McCullen, and we're going to put all our chips on the, all our chips on the table. We're going all out. Until that happens, this is going to be Damian Lillard. This is going to be his, his present day and future with the Portland Trailblazers. One and out or two and out. And that's not fair for a guy of his talent. I mean, we talk about Steph Curry, how he is, how he revolutionized the three-point shot. We talk about how he can hit 10 three-pointers in a game or he can shoot them from half court or shoot from the logo. Damian Lillard is just as good, maybe a little bit better than Steph Curry because he has perfected as well and took it to another level. I mean, we've seen this guy took a half-court shot, basically shot like a layup, and sent Oklahoma City Thunder home. We've seen this guy yesterday hit two three-pointers. Over six one, over six ten, six eleven, seven footers in his face and send games to overtime. We see Damian Lillard win games on alley hoops. We see Damian Lillard hit big shots at the big shots year year after year after year after year. It doesn't get old. It does not. The one thing we can say about Damian Lillard that he's gonna show up and he's gonna play. He's gonna ball whether he's a hundred percent or whether he is hurt. He's going to lay everything on the line because that's the type of player he is. He believes in that dang time. I believe in dang time. He's one of the few superstars in the NBA you do not bet against. But he's one of the few superstars in the NBA that we do not appreciate because he plays in Portland and he plays for the Pacific Northwest and he plays at a time where nobody watches the NBA game because it comes on at 10 o'clock Eastern. 
I'm probably one of the few who can actually stay up and watch Damian Lillard play because I appreciate his game. And, and to me, I, honestly, it doesn't matter what time. Anytime you can see Damian Lillard play, you're going to watch something special. That guy is everything he said he is, everything that you thought he is. He is by far the second best point guard behind Steph Curry. And at some point, he might be the best point guard. No offense. I'm just saying he's going to take that mantle. And we all need to pay attention because this brother is special. This brother needs to be on the big stage. This brother needs to be playing big game moments. Because he, like Kobe Bryant, he cherished these moments. He looked for these moments. He loved these moments. We just got to... We just got to see more of this. We just got to see Portland do something to put the necessary talent so we can see this year in, year out in the playoffs, hopefully in the finals, hopefully in the Western Conference finals. But Damian Lillard last night has proven to everybody that he belongs. He belongs with the big boys. He belongs, his name is to be up there. And he should be an MVP candidate year in, year out. Put some respect on that man's name. Put some respect on his game. Acknowledge him as one of the top two point guards in the NBA. Acknowledge that man. Because we never going to see another point guard like Damian Lillard. Yeah, I, I know it's easy to say, yo, Trey Young will shoot like that. Well, Trey Young don't have game like Damian Lillard. He might can shoot like Damian. He might can shoot like Steph Curry. But he doesn't have game like Dame Lillard. Dame time, baby. Appreciate it, love it, and that's what we see more of it. Speaking, appreciate and see more of it. I'm one of these Lakers fans actually miss Anthony Davis. I wonder if these Lakers fans out here kind of scared, kind of trembling a little bit. Because the Lakers on the verge of being eliminated. It wasn't too long ago where the Clippers were in trouble because they was down two games down to the Mavericks after they lost two home games. And now... They're kind of even two games to peace with the Mavericks compared to the Lakers who were even with the Phoenix Suns. Now they're one game away of going home. One game away for LeBron James losing in the first round for the first time in his career. That's um, that's a lot. And if we the Lakers, you thinking, can we win without AD? I mean, we know who LeBron is. But can we actually win without AD? Now, I had said this yesterday uh, on a group chat with some my favorite group, Halftime. If you don't have Halftime, please uh, check them out, man. It's a great app. Good knowledge on some basketball tip. And I had said this. I don't give a damn what LeBron James do because LeBron James is going to be LeBron James. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to come out. He's going to make the right plays. He's going to make the right read. And he's going to keep his team in the ball game. Well, holy hell, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Because not only he did make the right plays, and he was passive-aggressive on being aggressive, but LeBron James had 10 points going through three quarters. You couldn't find Andre Drummond. You couldn't find Markeith Morris. You couldn't find Montrose Harrell. You, Kyle Kuzma stepped up in a blowout. The Lakers overall just played bad, and that is so concerning to me because this is a LeBron James-led team. What we, what 
did we all say? What do all the pundits always say? What do all the fans say? You never bet against LeBron James because he's always going to come through. I think you we might have to change that narrative because if AD doesn't play in game six, the Los Angeles Lakers are going fishing. They are going home. They're going to join the Boston Celtics on a ship, on a fishing boat, LeBron James, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Anthony Dave, all them boys gonna go on a nice long fishing trip somewhere in Mexico and try and catch some catfish, some salmon, or whatever's in the water. Because they on the verge of being eliminated. They still have a chance to get this to a game seven, but they're gonna need AD. AD has a, a, a grade one groin strain on the same leg where he hurt his ACL. And the question is, is he going to play? Now, you heard Trout Barkley say, you know, he, he's a guy, look at street clothes guy. Compared to when we see Chris Paul out there on the bad shoulder that's dislocated, he's out there balling, where AD's in street clothes. Now, both injuries are different. You can't never question a player's heart. You can't never question the player's determination they want to play. I'm a fan. I'm not going to question any guy's level of pain. But if I know if I got two injuries on one leg, it might be a little difficult out there. I mean, if you're telling me I got to pull this Willis Reed and go out there, start the game, score six points and sit, and sit, if that would inspire my team, then so be it, I'll do it. But if I can't do it, I just can't do it. And I'm like I said, we can't question the athlete's heart. We can't question them because they go out here and he put his body on the line. LeBron James, he's not even 60%. He goes out here, he put his body on the line. The Lakers, two superstars, are really hurt. They are really injured. And they should not be playing. But we always say, hey, this is playoff basketball. Nobody's healthy. Go out there and lay on the line. And, and so far, LeBron has done it. AD, well, you know, he missed last night's game. So he couldn't do it. But when you look across the bench and when you see Chris Paul out there, no matter what, he's going to do that. Everybody's built different. Everybody's mindset is different. Anthony Davis, if you don't know his history, he's injury prone. He's a top five player. Excuse me. That was so kind of me. <laughs> he's a top three player and he's injury prone. AD has never been healthy. AD has never been healthy in the regular season. And he has never been healthy in the postseason. Last year in the bubble was probably the most healthiest year he's been. And that's telling you right there. That's telling you something. AD's a great player. We're not going to question that. But bottom line, he just couldn't go yesterday. And sometimes, I said this in the past, I'll say it again. It doesn't matter whether it's a regular season game, playoff game. Sometimes you have to protect the player from themselves. Because I'm quite sure it was up to AD, he'll go. But sometimes, you just can't do it because you got to think about the future and i know you can think about the future anytime you can think about that in the off season it's about playing winning the championship but when you had the best player in the world you shouldn't have those worries and we always say hey lebron james the best player in the world even at the age of 36 37 he's still the best player in the world well that might be might be true but i can tell you this he definitely can't carry a team like he used to. 
Okay, this ain't LeBron James when he was carrying the Cavaliers to the NBA Finals back in 2007. This isn't LeBron James who went to Miami in 2010, 11, 12, basically doing his part, majority of his part, and helping the Heat win two championships. It's not the same LeBron James. The Lakers need Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, the most important player on that Lakers team. If AD is right, the Lakers will win a championship. If he is wrong, they won't win. That's no disrespect to LeBron James. That's no no disrespect to any player on that team. But no AD, no chip. Bottom line. No AD, you're not going to be Phoenix. No AD, you're going to go home early, and you're going to start questioning yourself. Or your fan base is going to question the team. But I also want everybody to understand, last year, when they won that championship in the bubble, do not question that. Don't question that because that's real. All right? Through everything that every player went through in the bubble. And for the Lakers come out with the W, that's real, baby. Don't question them on that one. Now, if you want to question anything, question on how they plan. Question on why is their rotation is all screwed up. Question how come the role players are stepping up. Andre Drummond, who I kind of like, I really like him, but damn, he's playing like he was with the Pistons towards the end. Aloof, a minus player, jogging down the court, jogging to get a hand in his defender face, not playing defense, not getting the boards. Andre Drummond is a walking 19 and 22 rebound easily. And we're getting you by two blocks. He hasn't done that in this postseason. His best game he had was 15 and 12. Montrez Harrell, who played in game three, gave the, um, excuse, excuse me, I think it was game two, and gave the Lakers a holy hell out of energy, something they needed. I ain't seen him since. Marquise Moore just chilling on the bench. Hell, I got to question Frank Vogel's rotation because you know AD is down. You're going to need Markeith Morris. You're going to need Kuzma to step up. You're going to need Montrezl Harrell to give that energy. And you're going to need Andre Drummond to, to get his big butt down there and play some defense. You're going to need Marcus Gasol to go out there and be a stretch five and hit some three-point shots. You got to find a way to motivate your players. And I kind of feel that Frank Vogel, LeBron James, Jason Kidd, they're not doing that. If they are doing it, they're doing a hell of a job of not doing it well. It has to get better because AD might not play in game six. If AD playing game six, he's not going to play a lot because that injury he had requires rest. And he won't get that rest to the end of the season. So if whether AD plays five minutes, 10 minutes, or 15 minutes in game six, you're going to need Markeith Morris. You're going to need Mark Gasol. You're going to need Andre Drummond. You're going to need Kyle Kuzma to step their game up. And that should be demanded. Not talked about, demanded. And I demand Frank Vogel to do a better job with his substitution and getting those guys in there and give them some run. Under Drummond going to stop the game? Fine. Do that. But demand him to play some defense. Demand him to run hard up and down that court. Demand him to play better. I'm so sick and tired of seeing young guys out there who want these big money contracts but they ain't putting everything on the line. Dennis Schroeder, same way. 
You turn down $84 million because you feel you're a $100 million player and you land goose eggs out here. Y'all got to do better than that. Has to do better. Danny Ainge, he has to do better. He is surrounded Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown will crap where you had an opportunity to improve the team. Now you're been pondering your future with the team. I tell you the future, you need to walk away because you're doing more harm than good. I expect the Miami Heat who got swept to come back better. I expect the Dallas Mavericks to come back and play better tonight because the first two games, they went out here and showed and proved to us that they can hang and beat the Clippers. And somehow when they came back home where they had a 22-point lead in game three in the first quarter, they as well came out laying goose eggs. And their best player, Luka, who is hurting, by the way, who got neck stiffness, who can barely shoot the basketball, that's when you expect the uh, KP to step up his game. Demand that Rick Carlisle. Demand KP to step up. But he's not giving it to them. There was a reason why his name was in trade talks. Because for, for the longest, we thought that, hey, this is a good fit. KP and Luka, good fit. They can play together. I guess we all been proven wrong about that. I guess we were all wrong. But overall, this NBA playoffs has been very exciting. It's been very joyful to watch. And I'm not going to get it twisted when I say this, but if the Lakers lose, would I be disappointed? Yes. But on the flip side, I would be excited because we get not only a new defended champion, but we get to see a team like the Phoenix Suns who who haven't made the playoffs in so long, made it this year, and they knocked out the defending champions. It'd be a good story for them. It'd be good for the league. I'll be so excited to see the Phoenix Suns get in the second round. I'll be excited to see the Utah Jazz get in the Western Conference Finals. It'd be good to see the Denver Nuggets get there. All those subplots, all those be good stories for the league. Because now we won't have that big market team in L.A. battling for the finals. It won't be LeBron James and A.D., other superstars will get to showcase their talent on the big stage. Donovan Mitchell, Jokic, who in my opinion is going to win MVP. Dane Lillard, um, Devin Booker, who channeled his inner Kobe Bryant. Guys like that in the Western Conference. Hey, don't get me started on the East. Don't get me started on the East. Because I tell you right now, I don't care if the Knicks win or lose. This has been a very successful season for them. Why? Because they haven't made the playoffs since Carmelo Anthony was there. And that was over a decade. And they made the postseason. Mad props to the Knicks. I would love to see them win tonight. If they don't win, successful season. Successful season for the Atlanta Hawks. Successful season for them. A team that wasn't supposed to make the postseason. Fired their head coach. Went to Nate McMillan. And he told them flat out, the reason why I'm the head coach is because you guys failed, y'all up, failed Lloyd Pierce. So now I'm taking over. Brutally honest, straight to the point. And ever since then, they made themselves, excuse me, they played like a team who decimated the playoffs. And they held three games to one. And what opportunity to play the Philadelphia 76ers. Because I... Look, I, I don't see Philly losing in this series to the Washington Wizards, in which the Wizards, a team that we didn't even expect to get there in the postseason, 
balling. Even though they're down 3-1, they're doing their best to hang around. The Milwaukee Bucks swept the heat. The Brooklyn Nets, what can you say? The most dominant team right now. This NBA season, this NBA playoffs have been so exciting. We've seen teams that we wasn't supposed to see who are in the playoffs. We're about to see big-time market teams, big-time spending money teams, but about to get knocked off. And we're going to see a bunch of young superstars out here trying to make, go make names for themselves. And then you got Brooklyn. So it, this ain't the time to hate on the NBA. This is the time to congratulate the NBA. But I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. There are going to be some new major players in this league. And they're going to be playing for teams that we don't expect them to play for. And they're going to elevate those teams. And they're not going to go anywhere. Donovan Mitchell in Utah, they're not going anywhere. Devin Booker and Phoenix Sun, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be here. The Denver Nuggets, they're going to be here. The Washington Wizards are coming back. So get ready, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking forward to the second round. I want to see Brooklyn against Milwaukee. I want to see Philly against Atlanta. I want to see Denver against Utah. And I want to see anyone from the Mavs and Clippers series. I'm so enjoying this NBA playoffs. And before I leave, I just want to say this. Thank you for listening to my show. Deeply appreciate it. I'm out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Double D Podcast, aka the Double Dribble Podcast, brought to you by the DL Spark Show and The Voice Radio. You can listen to me on Anchor or on Spotify, and you can follow me on Twitter. Blah, 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 blah. You're truly some bozo.